Welcome to Rethink Retail, the show where we dive into the stories and strategies behind some of the most successful brands on the planet. From brick and mortar giants to e-commerce disruptors, we uncover the secrets to their success and deliver the keys to true retail transformation. So ask yourself, are you ready to rethink retail? The future of retail starts now. Welcome to the Rethink Retail podcast. My name is April Sobral, and I am the founder and head coach at The Positivity Company and Retail U Online Training. We help retailers lower turnover, create a sense of belonging, and improve team performance through professional development programs. Today with us is Ohad Elzer, offline and online store and promotional technology director at AS Watson, and Arvin Jawa. VP Global Retail Strategy at the America's Retail at Diebold Nixoff. I'd love you both to share more about your organizations. Yeah, thanks, April. Happy to be here. Uh, yeah, so I'm Adel Zhu. I'm uh, Opla Store Store and Promotion Technology Director at the AS Watson Group, looking after our store and promotion strategy and roadmap globally within the group. And AS Watson is a group of multiple retailers, under one roof with multiple formulas in Asia and Europe. We have more than 16,000 stores. We are in more than 20 markets and we're the largest international and beauty retailer, which creates, and I'm from DIT, so it creates a lot of interesting challenges for us to be able to push this diverse company forward. Happy to be here. Fantastic. Great to be with you both. My name is Arvind Jawa. I'm with Diebold Nixdorf, a vice president of global retail strategy and also the head of the Americas for sales. Diebold Nixdorf is a global company supporting both the banking and retail industry, but in the retail world, we like to say we're empowering the store evolution and helping our customers, tier one and tier two retailers, evolve their checkout processes with hardware, software, and services. So we support great retailers around the world like A.S. Watson. Great to be with you. Amazing. And I can see you're a fellow Rethink Retail expert. I am indeed. Congratulations to Congratulations. you. Congratulations. All right, let's get started then. So this is for both of you, but I'd love to ask you this first. So let's talk about what trends you anticipate will be of the greatest impact going forward in 2024. Yes, I think that's part of what I like coming to NRF. So just looking around this show and seeing what's out there, it's definitely AI this year in retail. Everyone are busy with it, would even say obsessed with it at the moment. So for sure, this is a very strong trend in the industry this year. And I think for a retailer, the main question is, wow, how do I dive into this ocean? And what should I do and why? Which I think is our fascinating journey from a retailer perspective. It's a big one, right? Because for me, it kind of goes over my head. But at the same time, we need to dive in and learn more about. So what about you? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, there are a number of trends, right? You can start from macro trends like population shifts. I think there's a statistic from the World Health Organization that says there'll be 400 million more folks over 60 by 2030 than there were in 2020. And at the same time, Gen Z will be coming into the workplace, into the labor market and the consumption market. And so we're going to have completely differing points of views and expectations. Wow. Economically... We're going to see an interesting shift because we've had consumer confidence in a very erratic state based on some inflationary and recessionary or near recessionary situations. And I think consumers are going to try to conserve cash and maybe spend a little bit less. Expectations are shifting. We're seeing things like 
50% of consumers saying that they're more likely to switch brands if they don't get what they need, which is way up from one third just a year ago. So, and then technology, of course, AI, it's the word, right? But more than that, I think the cool thing is that 75% of retail executives say they acknowledge and understand that AI will deliver benefits. So the adoption curve, I think, is going to follow the tech curve really fast. And that's really positive. Sustainability is also another one. I was yeah. going to say, sure we'll I was going to say sustainability and resellers on the rise. I've been watching that. I was with a load of students at the NRF Foundation this weekend doing mentorship, and I was asking them, well, they're all future leaders coming into the business. You know, what are you excited about? What are the trends coming? And, you know, everybody on the table was sustainability, social justice, resell, you know, so it was so interesting. Okay. But OHAD. I'd love to ask you this question. So many retailers today know they need to offer more flexible, robust offers. They need to offer what more than one way to do that is to increase their offline, online presence, right? And I know that we were talking about that earlier. So could you talk to us about what exactly that means and how that looks at AS Watson to actually do that? Yeah, thanks for the question. So indeed for us, what we call offline plus online is the core strategy of the business. So the aim for us is to have a seamless experience across all the different channels and touch points, which are growing by the day with social media and so on. So it's quite a challenge, I think, for every retailer to do that. And from a lot of aspects, the content management, the offering, to be able to continue the journey seamlessly all across, which is, of course, going through different platforms, through different, uh, yeah, so technology is quite a challenge. But in AS Watson, that's really what's driving our company vision to provide that experience to our customers. And I can really see that we have a certain advantage with starting that already before COVID and really thinking through what does it mean for us. We were originally offline store business for many, many years. We are a company of more than 180 years old. Wow. So quite a heritage. And we stepped into the online business and now it's a bit of post-COVID realization that physical stores are here to stay, especially in our health and beauty industry, right? Yeah. People want to feel the cream and smell the perfume, and that won't change. So I think it's finding this balance and looking back at, oh, actually, offline is driving our business, and how to balance that with the endless digital growth. It's a forever journey. I mean, I love that you just said that, though, that you realize that store experience is so important, right? Because I do think beauty, you do want to touch things as, yeah. a, as somebody that buys beauty, you know? It's very important for me to kind of read ingredients and know what's going on. And yes, I can do that online, but I do love the offline, you know, the, the store experience. I, for me, as a store person, I yeah. would say that's never going to go away. It's going to evolve. Yeah. And it's that seamless journey, right? So it yeah, sounds like exactly. you're doing a really good job with it. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, we keep growing. I think we had really great results at 2023 overall. We are a very big company, so there is always a challenge somewhere. Uh, China haven't recovered yet, as you know. We have the war in Ukraine and we have stores in Ukraine. So, so there are some markets that are challenging, but overall as a big group, we, we keep growing very nicely. And uh, yeah, we are very happy with, uh, with how it goes so far. Fantastic. Okay. All right. My next question. And I'll start with you, Alvin. Sure. So turning to self-service, what are some hurdles customers have most frequently cited with self-service technologies? Good question. Well, we can look at it from our customers who are retailers, or we okay. can look at it from their customers, consumers. Yeah. 
You know, it's interesting. Self-service has been around a long time, 20-something years, and it's become a norm. But there's a little bit of an interesting backlash, people saying things about, oh, it's difficult and it's challenging. Those are what consumers might be saying about certain friction points, for example. But I think where we find an interesting situation about hurdles are that retailers who've deployed self-checkout in the past are really struggling with a few things. The first is getting the operational model right. Treating self-service not just as a technology, but as a business model change. So the reality is you're changing the model within the checkout environment. You have to understand how technology works with process and people and optimizing that balance in a way that yields the best throughput. And I think some earlier self-checkout deployments have struggled with that business model optimization. Yeah. And that's one of the things we really focus on before we actually even do a deployment or before we do a conversion is to make sure that we take a look at the data. We understand how does the store trade? What are the shopping basket profiles? What's the right level of basket size that needs self-checkout versus an assisted checkout? And we model that all out beforehand, paper pilots, if you will, before we actually deploy any devices. And we train the staff to understand how to make this work effectively. So we see that those obstacles can actually become successful outcomes and plan properly. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're trying to reduce friction in the journey and the customer journey, trying to optimize your investment in the technology and reduce labor investment in that portion of the process so that labor can be deployed elsewhere. So we kind of look at that challenge and those obstacles as things that can be solved. I love that you talked about pilot. As a store operator at heart, you know, pilots for me was so critical every time we rolled out something new so that we could really learn the bumps and get them out of the way before we actually rolled it to the clients, right? Yeah, nothing like real world experience yeah, exactly. to be able to inform decisions. And sure. like modeling it. I love yes. that because too many times going into retailers, I have had a self-checkout experience where it hasn't been super wonderful. And then, you know, you kind of want to walk away from it, but you know that it can enhance the customer experience. Yeah, what about sure. you? What are your customers saying? Yeah, so indeed, within AS Watson, or let's say health and beauty industry, it was, well, we were a bit, at least us, we were a bit late in the game because there was kind of a question, okay, with an average basket of like five items, how much difference does it make to our customers and why should they? What we see is actually great adoption. So in every market where we introduce it, we really see that customers really love to use it. I think in health and beauty, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. In luxury, a bit less because the model is the beauty advisor will help you, right? So, right. so I don't see that coming into luxury, but for health and beauty, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And indeed, and I, I fully agree with what you said earlier, that the experience from really indeed, where do you put that in the store? How you tailor that journey to help the customers to interact with it properly? How do you monitor the adoption? How do you reduce intervention? These are really critical things. Yeah. I think for us, and there are other, let's say, trends or things that the business starts to adopt from technology perspective that are coming from the problem of employee costs and finding them at all. Finding them, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. 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 I'd agree with yeah. that. So there is like, I don't know, electronic shelf labels and so on. There are other things, or let's say automation, in-store automation becomes really an important points for, I think, every retailer yeah. because we're all struggling with finding oh. the right stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So, and in that respect, I think this is what pushed self-checkout back to 
back on the table. Exactly, back okay. on the table. Yeah. Because indeed it's not a new technology, right? But I think to retail the journey became so important. So even in our industry, it really brings a lot of value. If we look at store our cost and so on, it's right. just, it's so relevant. Mm. I love it. I love the whole journey has to be thought through, right? Yes. Because it's like one day I might need somebody's assistance and the next day I'm like, I know what I want. I just yeah. want to get out of there. So yeah. I love I love that. Yeah, and we have a lot of discussions on looking at intervention. Yeah. Friction points. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's, well, also back to the AI topic where potentially there's a world. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to yeah. just jump in there and say, you know, we've realized that self-checkout is not something that just goes away and then we're going to move into, say, autonomous checkout all yeah. over the world. But instead, you can improve the self-checkout journey by looking at where are those friction points, where are the interventions occur, and how do we reduce those? Applying AI to those problems is a great way of incrementally innovating something that customers are already used to and making it better. So Right. And that's the next question I have for you because AI is a hot topic yes, in retail indeed. right now. You were just sharing <laughs> yeah. with me that everybody's got it on every booth, right, at the NRF this year. So how is AI currently advancing self-checkout technology? I'd love to learn more about that. Absolutely. And how close are we to transformative AI-driven self-checkout experience? Mm. Okay. <laughs> Lots on back there. Well, I can tell you a little bit about what we're doing with AI. As I said, we don't look at AI as necessarily some totally disruptive change to the checkout process just yet. Though there's a time and a place for things like autonomous retail, I think there's still some work to be done to make the business model work. And in the meantime, we should look at the ways that we can improve the existing technologies like self-checkout. And we've applied AI to fixing those friction points. So okay. first example, um, age verification for age-restricted products, alcohol, cigarettes, et cetera, we can use AI to scan and understand whether a person is of age or not. Binary check, which would have been done by a human. Right. This can be done faster, reduce the intervention, make that friction point almost eliminated right. and take out 80% of those interventions with this type of technology. So we've applied that to self-checkout. Another is recognizing fresh produce. If you use a self-checkout and you have to find and look for the oranges or the bananas or the difference between an organic apple and a non-organic, it's a challenge. But AI can use computer vision, machine learning to identify those things very quickly, wow. very easily. So it's almost like scanning the fruit on the way scale, super easy. And then the third way, you think about interventions or friction points, retailers have a really large friction point right now called shrink. Huge. Everywhere I go, everything is locked behind a cabinet now. This is not a great experience, Which is not right? Great. So no. How do we keep those great experiences, but then still make sure that we have the proper optimization and the management of the cost and the shrink associated with it? So right. we're using AI to be able to identify patterns in the way that a consumer checks out at the self-checkout and be able to identify when a potential issue is occurring. And that helps retailers know I can nudge the customer, I can alert a member of staff, or I can stop the transaction. And we believe these are ways that can help with minimize and shrink at the checkout area. So we plan to extend that technology, but we started with self-checkout. I think it's going to be a hit. What are your thoughts on AI and retail? <laughs> I think that the nice thing, and I'm yeah, in retail technology for a very long time, the nice thing is to see where... A new technology is actually helping to improve an existing technology. So you get this cycle of, you know, and self-checkout is such a great example of that. So the machines are there for 
very long time and the process is the process and so on but suddenly new technology is coming in and actually helping to improve an existing process and an existing technology and all the examples you gave earlier are really great because it's a win-win right because what we all want is a seamless customer experience 100 but we also want an efficient retail model because otherwise we don't make money right right and, and, we're and in the this, business this is really where it comes together so of course if you help to identify the right product for example it's great because as a customer i need to do less but it also helps with i press on the button of the cheap apple but i actually take the very expensive one you know so these are really well oh the edge verification it's really a waste of time and as a customer i get quite upset if i need to wait for the employee because there are only two of them and they are so busy that's right yeah right and again and you want to be also fully bulletproof because that's a regulation and right. these are really such great simple examples where the technology is really helping everyone absolutely even what you just mentioned you know that sounds such like a simple thing but like inventory is a huge thing to get it right on test of demand and if somebody's yeah. quite like selecting the wrong thing you're not really tracking your inventory cells yeah. right which right. is huge are there any other technologies that you see that are really important to self checkout or so, anything else in retail no i think you did let's say thinking about ai there let's say few branches on the ai that that's are important or critical so there is indeed let's say the computer vision related which is training on pictures okay there is let's say training on patterns which also requires a lot of data and you go through and i think the third one which we didn't really touch but at least within as watson we see a lot of potential in that is the large language models okay so chat gpt kind of but really for again simple things like take the huge retail manual right and convert that into a large language model so me as again gen z working in the store yeah i can say hey the truck came in i don't know what to do okay and it will tell you oh when a truck comes in go to da 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 da, da. oh a customer came in with a return i'm not sure if i what's the policy you know really simple things yeah get a small ai and agents to help you exactly and it's just about training our documentation into a large language model that's brilliant and, and it can be the same at the head office you know i have no clue what's the hr procedure if my employees sick for more than five days yeah just no clue then now i need to email give a call you know okay i just say chat uh, yeah what should i do oh you get an answer so easy so simple saves time everyone are happier so i think that's another key friends like that I'm quite sure that it's coming in I really like that that's the first time I've heard that and as somebody that does training for a living I'm like that would make my life so much that's easier help yeah Definitely. so helpful yeah, exactly. right yeah. and people want to do a good job but they need to find the information and a lot of times we're antiquated and we have all these book, yeah. books of pdf documents exactly. and everything so exactly. yeah. that can help us do that brilliant yeah. all right fantastic I'm loving this conversation yes. I'm learning so much from you both so thank you Another question. So recent research has found that people are more interested in what a brand values more than now than ever. So, you know, we have I have a 26-year-old, she's very conscious about consumption, yes. you know, like sustainability and all of this. So, how important is this for retailers to take action around sustainability and what are the potential risks if you do not? Excellent Anybody? question. Yeah. Go ahead. Go. I think very important 
we all live on this planet. We all want our kids and grandkids and, you know, to keep yeah. living on this planet and we need to do something for it. Yeah. I think that's quite obvious. And I really like the fact that younger generations are actually pushing us to do something about it. Yeah. So also we at AS Watson, we put sustainability really as our target. And it's really also on all operational levels, meaning I'm measured as well, even working in technology, I'm measured by my contribution to sustainability. Right. So it's really all across. And we keep thinking about new ideas, how to reduce our impact. So from packaging to optimizing supply chain to energy to we had that discussion yesterday with our business on their new generation of hardware consumes less power okay. over the years. Wow. It's, it's even, you know, really every small thing yeah. has really a big impact. We, has, we have more than 16,000 stores. We have more than 50,000 point of sales. So imagine saving just 10% of the power. What can it do? So it's really on every small little thing. And I think it's extremely important. Yeah. We have things like, I don't know, come with your own bottle and we will refill the cream for you. Wow. Or the shampoo and so on. So it's really, you can really take anything in the entire process and see how to look at that from a sustainable perspective. Yeah. And we're really trying to do that. I love that because sometimes it seems such a big thing, but small things like you just yeah. shared about refilling packets, you know, refilling bottles can make a small difference, but Absolutely. can have a big impact, Absolutely. right? Yeah. I mean, I don't remember where I read the stat. I think it might've been Deloitte 25% of greenhouse gas emissions are related to the retail supply chains globally. Right. Wow. I think that's huge. So we love this industry. I know we, we all do. We've been in it a long time. Yeah. We care about it. We care about the people in it. We care about the community, consumers. We got to do something. Yeah. And we all know that needs to happen. So I love these examples that you're giving. I love that we're doing this for our kids, right? I also have two young daughters. And, you know, you said it better than I could. We are trying very hard within our own company around ESG initiatives, but we're doing that with our products because we've heard from our customers who say, listen, we need to conserve energy, so let's make our products more efficient. And when we deploy our units at the scale that we do with customers like AS Watson, 50,000 EPOS units that can conserve 10 to 20% more energy, that's a big deal. So we're helping our customers help the environment. So it's a really important thing for us. And I think it's a call to action for everybody in the retail industry. Yeah. And I think the risk if we don't do it and promote it and talk about it, that we, you talked earlier about finding good people. Yeah. And I think the generation that's coming into retail now, the younger leaders, everybody that's coming into the stores or your support, you know, positions, they care about this. And so I think those small things. And if you can talk about them, the risk is you're not going to find good people. They want to work for brands that are more conscious now, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So wrapping this up, I love this question. If you had to think about your predictions for 2024 and it being a theme, I kind of think I know what it's going to be. Um, but what would your prediction uh, be? Would you predict that the theme is AI? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the answer. I would love to see how Maybe I'll combine a couple of things. AI will help with our sustainability initiatives in retail. Brilliant. Let's keep it Love at that. that. I can't say that over, I think. But no, fully agree. And I, I indeed think these are the most important growth engines of the industry. I see also sustainability as a growth engine, not as something we have to do. 
really is something that will take this industry into the next step. Yeah. And AI is the same. Again, even things like this efficiency that it can bring, that's also connected to sustainability, right? Yes, absolutely. So, so I really see that indeed wrapped up together. And that's really promising. And I think every new thing that comes, because retail is such an old industry, right? And the nice thing about it, we all keep innovating and changing all the time and finding yes. new ways of just doing the, you know, give me a goat, I give you a chicken. Right. You know? It's, right. it's, it's true. That's, you know, that's and that's exactly what true. fascinates me about yeah. this industry altogether. It's yeah. just, we keep finding new ways of doing this simple interaction between people. Yeah. Fantastic. I think for me, the trend is always going to be, I always talk about people. Yes. And one of the things I get asked for all the time is now mindset training, like positive mindset training, which is really interesting because five years ago, nobody was talking about that. They were conflict management and like how to communicate. Yeah. Now after COVID, I think everybody needs more help with mental health. So positive mindset, positive leadership. How do we keep those cultures engaged and create a sense of belonging, right? That's super Absolutely. important. So, yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much. It's it was such an interesting conversation. Great to spend time with you. Thank yeah. you. Very, Enjoyed very it all. Good. Brilliant. Yeah. Cheers. So thank you. That wraps up this episode of the Rethink Retail Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Rethink Retail Podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. That's rethink.industries slash podcast guests. Follow us on Twitter at rethink underscore retail and show some love by subscribing on iTunes podcast app. Until next time.